But first, for anyone looking to become a homeowner in Chicago, this one's for you. A couple weeks ago, we talked on this show about the U.S. inflation rate dipping to around 8% in April, marking the first slowdown in months. But as NPR chief economics reporter Scott Horsley said, that is still too high. It's still a lot higher than we'd like it to be. Typically, the Federal Reserve likes to see inflation around 2%, so we're around four times that. Now we're diving into those numbers a little deeper and checking out how inflation continues to impact the housing market here. With us to break it down is Dennis Rodkin, residential real estate reporter at Crane Chicago Business. Hi, Dennis. Welcome back. Hi, Sasha. Hi, Sasha. How are you? Doing well. So, Dennis, what's going on in the housing markets across the country? Let's start there. Well, you know, the boom hasn't ended. The boom seems to be slowing in certain areas, but we are still... Uh, we're into our third year, really, of a housing boom that was kicked off by the start of the COVID crisis. So you would consider these rates a crisis? Uh, no, I, I think the rates, the interest rates are rising fast and they could slow things down. But I don't think we're yet we're at a crisis point. No, I, uh, interest rates started going up in March. They have gone up by more than half. So your purchase, your uh, the cost of purchasing a home, and of course servicing the mortgage going forward, has become more expensive. But one of the things people need to keep in mind is that even though mortgage interest rates crossed five percent for the first time, crossed above five percent for the first time since uh, about 2009, um, they're still at five percent. Our parents, our grandparents in the 70s, mm-hmm. 80s. They were paying 10, 15, and at the peak, about 17% interest. So even though it's been a long time that we've had low interest rates, they're still relatively low. So let's bring it local, Dennis. What do the numbers show for the housing market here in Chicago? Well, one of the bleak numbers that I reported last week is that um, in the city of Chicago, prices actually dropped in April from a year before, dropped only a little bit. 1%, 1%, the median price of homes sold in April was $370,000. That was down 1% from a year ago, but that followed several months where the price had not gone up, mm-hmm. uh, had been flat. Um, that's great if you're a home buyer. Your affordability is not trotting away from you the way it is in, for example, Phoenix, where home prices are going up 33%. Um, but what it does tell us is uh, when the rest of the market, uh, the rest of our metropolitan area, and the nation sees prices rising, and Chicago's prices aren't, and it's not just a blip, it's not just one month, it's several months, Mm -hmm. Um, you have to start to wonder. Yeah, so so help us understand here. Are the raw numbers down, Dennis, or or when we factor in inflation, are are they lower than previous years? Uh, Inflation's not a factor here. It's the median price at which homes are selling, and they're selling uh, for less than they were a year ago, just 1% less. Um, and most of the problem, most of the weakness we've found is in the condo market uh, in the city, but not in the suburbs. I get separate numbers for condos and townhouses and single family homes. And in the city, um, condos have really been the weak spot in the housing market for most of 2022. And a lot of that is the downtown condos, the areas where people empty nesters and others aren't as interested in buying Mm -hmm. because they've heard about the crime. A lot of the restaurants are closed. The cultural venues aren't opening as fast as they hoped. So we're not seeing, even though we've seen a $20 million sale at the Trump Tower and $9 million, $8 million sales at 
the St. Regis building, we're not seeing the huge numbers of sales uh, of downtown condos that we were prior to the pandemic. I see. And that's sort of helping to bring the prices down. So the specific home types do make a difference. It, yes. Um, in the city, uh, single-family homes are selling. Prices still are not rising as fast in the city as in most suburban markets. Um, they are rising, but uh, there's a big difference between detached houses and condos. Detached houses still rising, con- or rising or flat, condos falling. But falling is in a, sort of a too much of a word. They've declined a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the uh, suburban market there, Dennis. Let's let's dig into those numbers. W- what does the housing market look like for the rest of the Chicago land area? Well, what we're seeing throughout the region is still uh, double-digit price growth. Still seeing. Um, According to the Case-Shiller Index, which is a nationwide index, Chicago region is still going. Prices are still going up by more than 10% each month from a year earlier. And one of the things to keep in mind is this year, that's 10% on top, 10% or more on top of huge growth last year. So it's really compounding into big price increases. Um, it's our prices are going up less quickly than they were, which is a very careful way of not saying they're going down. They're just not rising quite as quickly. And once again, that's great news if you're a buyer, because um, you're not going to be priced out of the house or type of house or neighborhood you were looking at Mm -hmm. before you're actually ready to sign the papers. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And if you are just tuning in, we're talking with Crane Chicago business reporter Dennis Rodkin about the housing market amid record inflation rates. Now, the nation's seen a more than 14% increase in median home prices since last year, but Chicago doesn't look too bad with a 1% decrease in median home prices. Uh, Dennis, I want to dive into some other factors that homeowners and potential buyers are facing. For starters, the fact that there are fewer houses on the market, what do you make of that? Well, part of it is that everybody who wanted to move moved during the boom. I mean, that that is really one of the things holding down inventory is that so many homes have sold and there are only so many homes to sell. But other things that are holding it back um, are people who simply are not going to move or aren't ready to move. And it's also true that, uh, so I already own my house. I want to move to a nicer, bigger house with a pool or whatever the, the move up is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing prices rise so fast that I can't afford to do it. I'm afraid of the jump from this escalator to that one, so I don't do it, so I uh, rehab the house I have, or I just stay in it as it is, and that, too, keeps inventory from joining the market. And um, But one of the things to keep in mind is it's not as tight in the Chicago area as it is in a lot of these places, um, Denver, Austin, Phoenix, where things are going absolutely absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Our inventory is tighter than it's ever been, but it's not as tight as theirs is. And that's one of the reasons um, we look at these numbers so carefully to see well, how does Chicago compare to other markets? Yeah. Let's dig into some some of the other numbers that you were mentioning earlier. So during the month of April here in Chicago, only 3,181 homes sold. And that was a 5.3% decrease from the year before. Talk more, Dennis, about the other factors at play here besides the fact uh, of what you just spoke about, the fact that there are just fewer houses on the market. 
Well, so one of the problems I have with reporting 2022 compared to 2021 is that 2021 just blew the doors out. There were more homes sold in Chicago and in the Chicago area than in any year in records that we have going back to the in any year during the 21st century. Um, so yes, the the primary report was that there were fewer houses, fewer homes sold in April of 2022 than in April of 2021. But what I do is I look at the average uh, of the years prior to the pandemic, mm-hmm. and we're still in April. We still saw uh, an increase of sales of 21% from the average. So it was still the second strongest number of sales, but it was sort of imponderable that it would even, that it would have topped last year because last year was just nuts. Um, But when you compare it to sort of the long-term average, still a very strong year. So we're not yet, when, when home sales are dropping fast, one of the concerns is home sales are an indicator of where the economy is going. But also when I buy a house, I then buy a couch and curtains and toilet seats and whatever else to make the home my own. And there's a big multiplier effect in what I spend. So one of the reasons people look at this uh, decline in the number of sales is, are we headed that way? But I think if you look at that long-term average and see that we're still seeing far more houses sold than in years prior to 2021, in years prior to that absolutely insane year, then you're not quite as concerned that we're headed down. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, what's going on with mortgage and interest rates, Dennis? Rising, rising, rising. <laughs> uh, they, so as I said going earlier, up, they've going gone up, up by nearly half since March. And, and that's problematic for a lot of people. But one of the things that is slow, that is sort of blunting the effect of that is that we all bulked up our savings during the pandemic because we weren't going to restaurants and sports venues and things like that. And um, so more people are paying either a larger down payment on the house or cash for the whole house. So, so far, interest rates haven't really uh, ruined interest rate rises, haven't ruined the market the way they could, but there's still time. There's still time for interest rates. We've heard the Federal Reserve say it's going to raise rates at least twice more this year, and mortgage rates tend to follow what the Federal Reserve does. So as interest rates keep rising, we may start to see um, the housing market start to crumple. Mm -hmm. But one of the things is that Chicago is not – we haven't been in the bubble territory that other cities have. There are various um, indexes that look at how close you are to a bubble, and we're never in it. We're all – in the past several years, once again, while we're going up fast, other places are going up so much faster – so the risk of our being in a bubble, the risk of our prices falling, um, the risk of interest rates really spoiling the whole party is much smaller in Chicago than in other cities. You know, while the, the housing market in, in Chicago stays rather stagnant, there's still a major concern for buyers, which is cost, right? You know, for, yeah. for instance, if you think back, you know, during the Great Depression, the, the median annual pay was 22 percent of the cost of an average home. And this year, median annual pay is only 14% that of an average home. What do you think about that, Dennis? Well, I think that's good. That means that homes are more, more affordable, right? Yeah. Um, we're, we're paying less of our income toward our home, but that may be going away quickly that's as okay. interest rates rise. We have not seen one – th- one of the other indicators that people track is how, um, how are it, incomes rising compared to – uh, housing costs rising. And we have been relatively steady 
for the past year. Our, our incomes in the Chicago area are rising, uh, and they haven't house prices haven't been rising out of step with that. While in some places in San Francisco and Phoenix, mm-hmm. home prices are going up so fast that you can afford less and less all the time. We've been relatively stable. You can still afford about what you could have afforded a year ago, two years ago. So leave us with this, Dennis, some advice for folks listening, myself included, looking to buy, <laughs> looking to buy homes in the city or the surrounding area. And also on the flip side, advice for folks looking to sell in this area. Well, I would say be very prepared. I just, while I was waiting for this call to start, I got a text from a real estate agent that uh, a home she put on the market on Friday got 24 offers. 70 people walked through, 24 of them made offers. Wow. Um, you got to be ready. You have to, uh, if you can put down, the bigger the down payment you can put down, the better you look to the seller. Oh, I'm frightened. The does, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I don't frightened. mean to be frightening, but the <laughs> seller does look at your terms. Um, there's also the flexibility of, saying, you know, we want the house, but if you need to stay for a while, because remember, when they when they sell you their house, they are often buying the next house, and that may be a very um, anxious time. So they may ask, can we stay in this house for a while? And if you put in your terms, you know, you can rent it back from us for 60 days, 90 days while we pack up our apartment or whatever it is. Yeah. That makes it easier. Um, putting down a larger down payment. Uh, some people are waiving inspections, and I would say don't do that. Uh, because you really don't want to buy a pig in a poke. You don't want to move in and find out, wow, if we'd done an inspection, we would have known we need a new $10,000 furnace. Um, So that would be the thing I wouldn't do is waive an inspection. But um, people are also using escalator clauses. If you bid $501,000, I'll bid $502,000. If you bid $503,000, I'll bid $504,000 automatically. Um, Mm. If you do that, you definitely need to have a stopping point. Because everybody's out there bidding up to get those few houses that are oh on the boy. market. So competitive. Dennis Rodkin is a residential real estate reporter at Crane Chicago Business. Now, if you did not get enough of Dennis today, don't worry. He's coming back <laughs> later this week. He's going to chat with me for our series, What's That Building? Thank you, Dennis. Talk soon. <laughs> Thanks, Sasha. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.